Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. If it invades, it's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we You can't unsay what he said. That is an invasion. Did President Biden just give Vladimir Putin a green light? While last night's vote was disappointing against voter suppression. This inflation problem. Practically everything families need, much more expensive. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a Thursday, a political trivia Thursday. Category is federal rewards. We'll play in a little bit. Rewards? Rewards, federal rewards. Hmm. Did you know there were some? Well, we certainly were not rewarded last January this time. No. and uh, <laughs> About a federal government. No, it was uh, that was very disappointing. And it been a year ago? Did that or today? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think it was a year ago, yesterday or today. Was it yesterday that he took office? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, if you're in the listening area, uh, get ready for ice and snow, according to WNCT Storm Nine Weather Center. Icing will be significant for some, especially south of US 264 and across many of the southwestern counties. You can expect. A quarter to a half inch of ice likely in those areas. So uh, you might have some power outages. I mean, a half inch of ice is a lot of ice. It'll bring down some limbs and bring down some power lines. Uh, elsewhere, icing will be average, a light to a medium glaze. Snowfall amounts will um, be a down near the coast, the Carolina close coast will be uh, WNCT says a total of sloppy trace to an inch. A sloppy trace. Further inland, anywhere between two to eight inches, the finger counties near the Albemarle Sound will likely experience the biggest snowfall with six to eight inches. Uh, There have been all kinds of closings. Uh, Check with our friends over at WNCT.com for a complete listing. But uh, pretty much every public and private school is closed in East. If you're in our listening area, chances are your school is closed. But don't take my word for it. Go double check WNCT.com to make sure. So um, the president last night had his uh, press conference. You realize he went two hours? And, you know, we missed the best part of it because we heard the first hour from four to five, about, well, about 45 minutes worth before we went on the air. But boy, things really fell apart in the second hour. I mean, he yeah. lost it. Yeah, the chemicals were wearing off. <laughs> you know, they really were. And um, it was interesting, the the things that he said, which I guess he was saying these things about the time we were coming into the studios, but the thing he said about Russia invading, uh, it, it, Ukraine, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's rather um, scary. To, to, I mean, the fact that he came in and said, well, it depends on how big the incursion is. Yeah, they might have a little incursion, you know, a little, little, uh, little invasion of a sovereign nation, but, you know, that's not a big deal. I mean, it's kind of way, kind of flip it, you know. <laughs> Good gracious. And uh, Biden enjoyed two more defeats last night. I, you know, it's really curious as to the timing of the Biden press conference. I mean, it wasn't like they announced it a month ago that it was coming up. Why would you have that press conference take place in the midst of the debate on the filibuster and the election reform bill? 
Is that uh, a rhetorical question? Well, no, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I seriously <laughs> think that it was uh, – no, it's not strictly rhetorical. I'd, I'd be interested in, uh, in hearing your response. It's interesting, though. I mean, that, that to me um, – and why – I mean, obviously, Congress knows what was going on. Everybody knows the schedules. Right. So why did Congress continue with this? Again, I know I'm sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but uh, I think it was. I think it's set up intentionally. I think. Uh, well, I think it was set up intentionally. So, I mean, set up intentionally to make them look bad. I think people behind the scenes. Uh, I mean, there's just no way that anyone, everybody knows how weak Joe Biden is. His staff and his family knows more than anyone else. So why would you? You know, he can't handle two hours. Right. And to your point about we missed the best part, I, I listened listened to some of it. Some of it I had just had to flip through, but uh, and I actually heard somebody that listened to the first part of it. It told me last night. He said I, I actually thought he did pretty good. I'm like, when did you quit listening? And they didn't listen to the end of it. Right. And yeah. ma- maybe the second were, hour he fell apart. Maybe they were just trying to prove his stamina, which it blew up in their face. But that's and, what they're trying to prove. And I don't. I can't possibly believe that they really thought that he could go that long and not step in it. I mean, because he, he, steps well, he stepped in it. In it. <laughs> he steps in it in 15 minutes, you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time. He's, he steps, he steps in, it. in it, then rolls around it. Yeah, he did. Like a pig in the mud <laughs> last night. Um, I, th- I think I think it was deliberate. Now, I'm not sure the reason why, but it did cross my mind. Did the Democrats, did Schumer deliberately pick having the debate last night and the vote on the filibuster as well as the election reform, did he choose that time because more attention would be paid to the president's press conference and less mm-hmm. to his failure? Mm-hmm. Uh, as it turns out, they were both got pretty good coverage. Uh, but I would, I would say that, you know, the, the lead story last night on the six o'clock news was the press conference. And of course, it had just gone off the air. Um, it just finished up. About I mean, that's a good point. Who was trying to divert attention away from? Who? I don't know. You know, I don't know. The, the failure of the um, of the filibuster deal and the and the build back better. The I don't I don't even want to call it a voting rights act. Let's call it a voting rules act. Um, or, or just taking away from uh, you know, just trying to take the attention off Biden. It's hard to say. It's it's, it's interesting. Um, during the press conference um, last night, of course, he made that blundering comment about a minor incursion by Russia into uh, Ukraine, um, basically saying, you know, yeah, well, it depends how big it is. If it's just a minor incursion, <laughs> if they just invade a little bit, it's it's not a big deal. Um, but what's interesting is he was asked earlier today in a follow-up um, meeting he was having with someone and the press was in the room and the the individual, I, I don't know what reporter it was, but all the reporters at the end of this meeting between the, the president and whoever he was there with were shouting out to the president questions. And one of the one of the reporters was shouting out concerning and this was the one question you could hear pretty clearly concerning uh, his comment about a minor incursion uh, in Ukraine and uh, Joe Biden he, he not only he not only he basically ignored the question, but he didn't even wave his hand off. He just sat there and babbled. No, he, no he's, he sat there with his mask on, but a totally confused, blank look on his face. 
and I say this with a certain degree of sadness, he looked like a resident of an old folks' home who had lost his way and could not find his way back to his room. He had a long, that, had a that, long night. So <laughs> that was that was the look he had when asked about you know regrets making that uh, comment. And by the way, the Ukrainian uh, president uh, Zelensky uh, tweeted, "We want to remind the great powers that there are no minor incursions and small nations, just as there are no minor casualties." and little grief from the loss of loved ones. I say this as the president of a great power. Uh, So obviously he didn't mention Biden by name, but it was pretty clear what he was talking about. I'm sure leaders worldwide, not only Ukraine last night, were just absolutely stunned by that statement. Oh, yeah. But I, but but then again, if if anyone's actually had a phone conversa- conversation with them or or been in a room with them, maybe they weren't stunned. <laughs> five six one eight two five five. We've got uh, Michael on the line. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are y'all doing this evening? Doing well. Good to hear from you. Uh, uh, doing good. You mentioned about um, a defeat for Biden last night with the uh, uh, the filibuster and uh, his his voting rights crap and and all that stuff right i would say that anything that that he does and doesn't get passed is not a defeat for joe biden it's a win for america well it's defeat Um, for him he can't i mean nothing i i I agree with i I whole in fact that's what we titled today's program a defeat for the uh for uh, liberals but a victory for the republic and uh, I agree with you, but it is a defeat for Biden. I mean, he can't get anything done. He can't even even well, with controlling that the both uh, chambers and and the the White House, he can't get anything done. And I saw today uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, Facebook account or Instagram, one of the others. Uh, she was showing photos of some other uh, black representative being arrested for protesting for voting rights. The last election. There were 135 million people voted, more people than have voted in any American election ever. There were dead people voting. There was non-citizens voting. There was anybody voting. They passed, They sent out, they mailed out hundreds of millions of ballots. And now they're saying, oh, you're suppressing the vote? Oh, yeah. i got to call oh, yeah. BS on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, big oh. time. That's the fact. Big time. I mean, and, and that's what we need to be ringing from the rooftops. It's like, whose vote was suppressed? Who, yeah. Who's person other than other than legal American citizens? I mean, to your point, Mike. I know personally, I got less than no less than fifty re- requests for me to request an absentee ballot in the in the ben, mail. Ben, you're, exactly. you're yeah. independent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. you know, I'm un, I'm full disclosure. I'm of course public information. I'm unaffiliated, and you know, they think uh, I'm ripe for the taking from both sides. So I get yeah. all sorts of mailers. Well, uh, interestingly, Mike, uh, hang on, because uh, we're going to play some audio right now. This is cut one, uh, Clark. This is Kamala Harris on the Today Show talking about this very thing. A president question whether our elections will be legitimate. Is he really concerned that, that we may not have fair and free elections? The president has been consistent on this issue. And the issue at hand, the issue I was there last night, Uh, in the chamber of the Senate. And the issue is that there are two bills, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. 
that have been the, the solution that has been offered to address the fact that around our country, states have put in place laws that are purposely making it more difficult for the American people to vote. Laws which will be felt by at least 55 million Americans, regardless of their party affiliation, their race, their gender, or their geographic location. Well, to the point, though, because so those we bills were clear, debated. And it's, but it's, yeah, the, the, the bills it's, were debated it's, it's, and they didn't pass. If so I may the, finish, the specific, if I may, if I may course, finish. But the specific question, if you don't mind, does he think, now that these bills have been passed that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair let's not conflate issues so what we are looking at and and the topic of so much debate last night was that we as america cannot afford to allow this blatant erosion of our democracy and in particular the right of all americans who are eligible to vote to have access to the ballot unfettered i've met with prime ministers and presidents they are asking what is going on with voting rights in america because they look to us as a role model of what it means to be a democracy and they are monitoring to wonder and question whether there is an erosion of our democracy and therefore an erosion of one of the best role models of what a democracy does and can do. Constipation Harris. Uh, blatant erosion of our democracy. <laughs> That's what she calls. I mean, and and she, by the way, who's changing the rules? I mean, if it's if something is eroding, then that means, OK, we 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 had a standard and now we're losing that standard. Who is pushing for the loss of the standard when it comes to election law. It's yeah. the Dems. Yeah, and, and the election that you won with you know the most votes in history, President Biden, assumingly what they're saying. So uh, was were you illegitimately elected yeah. <laughs> or not legitimately yeah. elected? Um, and, and how is it? How is it that if Donald Trump looks back on the previous election – and says, you know what, there are some real irregularities in that election. Uh, that is usurping the will of the people. That is a an impeachable offense. But if Joe Biden looks towards the next election and claims that it could be illegitimate, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mike, I'll give you the last word on that. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, Ms. Harris... Apparently, they don't teach any kind of government in California. Um, and apparently, Miss Miss Harris is, is not only woefully ignorant, but apparently doesn't know how to read because the United States has never, I want to repeat this again, the United States has never been a democracy. Yeah. A democracy is Thank mob you. rule. The <laughs> and that's what States they want, by the way. Been from day one. A, a representative republic, which is completely different from a, from a democracy. Yep. So, first off, all of these people are lying, and and I have every I have every confidence that the 2022 election will be illegitimate. The 2020 election was illegitimate, and I would be very very surprised if there was ever another legitimate election in the United States again. Well, um, I, I I hope and pray that you are wrong. Um, but, so uh, but yeah, I, I, I understand your viewpoint and I can empathize with it and it's hard to argue yeah, with, hard to argue with. Absolutely. <laughs> Mike, thanks for the call. Thanks, thanks for listening. Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, by the way, uh, so he, he did, uh, he, he basically said the 2022 election, uh, very well could be illegitimate and, uh, it's, 
a total hypocrisy and double standard, which is nothing new. But again, you can look back on the last election. I'm not going to go over it all again. But Joe Biden's lead in the 2020 presidential election tally, highly unusual patterns. Biden lost between 18 or 19 bellwether counties, all predicted that Trump would win. Biden got more than 12 million votes than Obama did in 2008. Now, I mean, I'm sorry. How can Obama, how could Joe Biden get 12 million more votes than Obama did in 2008? I mean, that, that was such a significant outpouring of, uh, of both white liberals and African-Americans who wanted to vote for the first black man running for the presidency of the United States. Harvesting ballots yeah. and not um, not curing ballots that in the past that were just bad, bad ballots. I mean, here in North Carolina, I mean, we've talked about it before, and it's one, the only state you had Josh Stein, you know, Pull it over the eyes yep, and, and yep. get a judge to do it. Yep. Changed after the voting already started. Changed the laws in the state of how you voted. House, mean, House just, Republicans in toss-up races won twenty-seven out of twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. New York Times said that is unbelievably rare. No presidential incumbent in the past hundred years has increased his vote total and lost re-election. That's what happened to Donald Trump. Got more votes than he did four years earlier, and they still. And I mean, those kind of things. And that, that's just a, a few of the things that uh, took place in uh, on anomalies in the last election. And yet, Donald Trump is, you know, impeached because he uh, it questions the results of the election. And it's and and then again, we've talked about before on the, on the night of the election, the states that were foregone conclusion who was going to win it either trump or biden all got their votes counted but the states that were in play every single one of them couldn't get their votes counted now i'm telling you i you have got to be an idiot if you don't think that's a clue well (laughs) listen republicans in arizona i mean there was an article out today republicans in arizona are still saying that you know this past general election needs to be uh oh yeah tossed it's uh it's it is highly illegitimate. so i mean it's not just coming from donald trump i mean there are numerous people that have continued to say you know it it, it stinks to high heaven hey listen if you're holding hold hang in there we gotta take a break we'll come back and get to your phone calls stay with us we'll be right back This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is a News and Views for a political trivia Thursday. Taking a quick look at your weather forecast. Rain likely before midnight, then freezing rain between midnight and 1 a.m., then sleet after 1 a.m., cloudy with a low around 26. Now, depending where you are in the listening area, it's going to stay freezing rain uh, other areas, it's going to change to snow. That'll happen. Well, first it'll change to sleet, and then come tomorrow sometime around one o'clock. And, and by the way, there'll be a little bit of a break from the precipitation uh, in the morning. Then around one o'clock, it starts back up again, and uh, it will be, depending on where you are, rain, ice, sleet, or snow. Then after 4 p.m., most of our area will be seeing snow. The high tomorrow is 27 degrees. Tomorrow night, snow mainly before 3 a.m. The low tomorrow night is around 22. So, and again, 
Uh, if you want to know what's open, what's closed, go check out uh, WNCT.com. Our friends over there have a complete listing. If uh, your Chances are your school is going to be closed tomorrow, so all the kids are jumping up and down. Um, by the way, uh, weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Then we'll be playing a lot of golf out there tomorrow or Saturday. <laughs> Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, and outdoor pool, tennis, and more. The newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new friends and new traditions. For a limited time, join and uh, be a part of Ironwood with zero initiation fees. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville, 252-752-4653. 561-8255, our friend Sutton is on the line. Hey, Sutton, how are you, sir? Hey, Sutton. I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Getting ready for some snow. Uh, getting ready for some snow. I guess that's just the way it is. <laughs> but uh, getting back to what you guys were talking about, the election, and, I mean, like anybody in their right mind that keep up with anything or kept up with it uh, know that the election was stolen. But now here, here's the deal. You see how things sliding off the Democrats? They messed up so bad, and they're going to mess up the up so bad that they is not going to even have an opportunity to steal this next one because the majority of the people are going to turn against them and turn against all this mess that they're doing to uh, our country. Well, I, 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 I think you're right, but I would also say don't underestimate the crookedness oh, no. of a Democrat. But you know what? Like, I told my wife, like, uh, you know, we're Christian. We believe in God's Word, and we believe in the different saying of the different prophets and, our, you know, me and her, her talking, she was telling me, she like, well, this one and that one said, Trump going to win by a landslide. And I told her, I said, honey, I said, they're going to steal it. I said, but there's one thing about it. After they steal it, I said, they're going to mess up so bad that good Lord going to allow them to show up and turn the hearts and minds of the peoples away from them, even those that was voting Democrat. And was against Trump. Their hearts and minds are getting turned because of what. Sutton, Sutton let, let me ask you a question. Now, for our listeners listening in, if they're not familiar with, although Sutton is a regular caller and longtime listener, he, a, a black man, black conservative. Do you know anybody in the black community that has been turned away and not allowed to vote because of their skin color? No, that's a myth. Yeah. That's all that is. And you know what bothers me so bad? And by the way, a lot of people in the community, and black people in general, uh, I've never said people of color, to insist that we can't get an ID. Thank you. Some of us can't, don't have enough, enough intelligence or enough responsibility to go and get an ID. What an insult. You know, what an insult. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. My uncle, my, I'm 61. My uncle passed. Uh, probably about 90-something. anyway, he didn't know how to read and write, right? He had to make an X for to get. He made an X. Did somebody write a name in? He right. made an X. Right. But even with that, he had an ID. Even with that, he had an ID. Yeah. 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 Now, you're going to tell me, they said that, oh, well, you, if you if you got to show ID, that's going to be bad on the black. Them jokers are say anything. They're a crowd of crooks and are say anything to get power. Yep. That's all. Well, to get power and keep power. Yep, absolutely. That's right, but they ain't going to yeah. keep it this time, bro. Yeah. They ain't going to keep it because they're turning the hearts and minds of the people. People's not like what's going on. The people that I talk to in the community at the stores, when I stop, 
that was, I don't like Trump, and I won't Trump out, and this, that, and the third. Those people's coming to me now, they say, man, you know what? You were right. You were right. They <laughs> no, they wouldn't back. Huh? Hey, hey, Sutton, eventually they all catch up with us, don't they? Yeah. They just, they, they... Yes, they will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's what's going on. You guys keep up the good work. Uh, appreciate it, Sutton. Stay safe. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Robert. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. What's going on? Who, who was the guy right before me? Sutton. 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 I tell you what, I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he tells it like it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, he, he was just rolling right in what I was getting ready to say as far as the, uh, you know, and, oh, first things first, uh, your boss man, Henry, and uh, Pat just needs to go down to Florida if they bite the snow, all right? We, we get our little bit here, and that's what we like. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, I think it was this morning I heard some about the IRS was trying to keep people from uh, getting uh, fraud and so you could show your ID and stuff like that whenever you're doing, I, I forgot what it was. I didn't have a chance to sit here uh, totally, but I was like, wait a minute, they sent about a photo ID to do something with your, your tax stuff. And, uh, well, Benny's, a, Benny's an accountant. Benny's a CPA. Would it, have you heard anything ID, about that? How's it raising? Yeah, that's going to be raised to do your taxes. Yeah, yeah, the the IRS has several different procedures that allow you to show your photo ID. You have to upload your photo yeah. ID to prove your identity, <laughs> and yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it. I mean, so so the process is in the government at every level is a government, and then these knuckleheads in the Democrat Party act like, hey. Uh, People can't get an ID, and that's crazy. In North Carolina, yeah. you know, North Carolina was paid for. Anyone that didn't have an ID, there were right. several different methods they'd pay for. Yeah. It. Yeah. In well, fact, well, that oh, was the biggest thing you said right then, Benny. Was that the that a judge, one single judge, got up and said that North Carolina was wrong, and that we couldn't have voter ID after we all voted for it. Yeah. The majority of us voted for it and said, yes, that's what we want. These all of a sudden, one guy says, no, we ain't going to have that. Well, listen, when they can't win at the ballot box, they're trying to do it through uh, the judicial system. Robert, thanks yep. for the call. Thanks, Robert. By the way, hey, uh, have a good weekend because uh, I'm well, off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Long weekend for some. Um, speaking of the IRS, hmm. you said you received received a interesting notification yeah yesterday the national taxpayer advocacy service which is part of the irs but it's it's independent of the irs it basically is supposed to be there to help the taxpayer they have asked congress to um to basically pause sending automatic notices for when they say you have it filed or paid or that type of thing because the irs is so far behind with processing tax returns that and I've, I've experienced, and our firm has experienced, and anyone that, that uh, does tax preparations this in the past two years, we get hundreds of notices a week because the IRS have not processed previously filed returns and payments because every time somebody sneezes in an IRS office, they close the office down. Kind of some of that's going on in Department of Revenue last year as well. Um, so, But they've asked Congress, uh, I don't think they've – I don't think they've decided on it yet. It's just yesterday, but the Aaron Collins, which is the National Taxpayer Advocate, um, she's head of that branch. 
requested Congress, hey, just put a pause till we catch up. I mean, they're still processing uh, 2019 returns. They're 2019? Still, oh, yeah. They're like $6.2 <laughs> million returns unprocessed. Wow. Wow. I mean, and I've, I've seen it, too, where we've had uh, – We've had clients that are waiting on refunds, waiting, 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 and the IRS, they just they have, they can't get to them. Which probably means if you just say, uh, don't give me a refund, just put it towards my next year's taxes. It means if you've been doing that since nineteen, uh, since 2019, your accumulation is probably getting pretty big. <laughs> well, there's a method for doing that, and they don't automatically do it. So, but, if, but if you send a payment in and they, you know, it just sits in a big box and don't get processed and don't get entered – um, how can they? How can they turn around then and uh, accuse someone and, and uh, apply penalties to someone when they're so incompetent? How can they possibly take somebody to court and say, you know, we're going to put a lien on your property because you haven't paid your taxes? Yeah, they. The, pro- the problem is uh, we've been dealing with that all year, where um, you know, we just have to we just have to prove it and. And so you're guilty until proven innocent. Pretty much so, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, they'll, and they freak out. You know, they'll send um, taxpayers notices, and they'll freak out that, hey, you owe $20,000. $20, and, you know, they, and, you know, some people uh, that don't have good representation may just write a check and send them another check when they've already sent them one before. Unbelievable. So. Lots more to talk about, but we got to take a break. But when we come back, it's political trivia, 561-8255. Got a good question, got a good prize package. Political Trivia when we get back. It is uh, Political Trivia on News and Views for a Thursday. Your category, Federal Rewards. Prize package includes a free oil change for your car pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Gift certificate from Fit for Life, including two free training sessions with a coach. $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, U.S. 70 West in Havelock. A $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aiden. Delicious made-from-scratch goodies. An Ironwood gift certificate and a $100 certificate for tax services at any of the area Kidwell H&R Block offices. Remember, if you or anyone in your family have won recently, let 60 days pass before you play again. First up, from Columbia, it's Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Jackie. How's it going, guys? Doing well. You ready to play? Yeah, always. Uh, all right. Here's your category, federal rewards. Here's your question. Approximately one month after Andrew Johnson became president, he issued a proclamation. In this proclamation, there were several rewards attached to it. What did one have to do to claim the largest of these rewards? Oh, gee. What did one have to do to claim it? Yeah. Well, I don't have any idea what one had to do to claim it. Take a wild guess. Ooh, I have no idea. <laughs> five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Al in Greenville. Hey, Al. Hey. Hey, Al. hey guys. What do you think? You, did you uh, hear the question? Uh, yeah. How about uh, uh, be a naturalized citizen? That is not it. That is not it. Good guess. 
not at 561-8255. That opens up a couple of lines. Let's go to Randy in Winterville. Hey, Randy. Hey, Randy. Hey, how you doing? Good. You ready for a hint? Yeah. Okay. Question. Approximately one month after Andrew Johnson became president, he issued a proclamation. In this proclamation, there were several rewards attached to it. What did one have to do to claim the largest of these rewards? And here's your hint. In today's okay. dollars... In today's dollars, the reward would be worth over one million seven hundred thousand dollars. Uh, I was going to say be a single mother, but I guess that's not it. That was <laughs> that'd be a lot. That sounds like a Joe Biden policy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it. That was well. I, <laughs> that was one of Johnson's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All okay. right. Thank you, sir. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey. Do we need another hint? Hello. Yeah, you're with us, Doug. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. You get, you hear the question, right? Yes, sir. Okay. First hint, in today's dollars, the reward would be worth over $1,700,000. Here's another hint for you. This proclamation was very much related to the reason why Andrew Johnson became president. I guess uh, maybe a reward. Yeah, what? Why maybe a reward for assassination? It is uh, you're you're warm, um, but uh, that's not it. But it is related okay. to the assassination. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Thomas. Hey Thomas. Hey Thomas. Good afternoon. Did you hear the question? I, I think so. Uh, would it be like a reward for the? Uh, capture or, or or apprehension of uh, Jefferson Davis. That's and- it. Congratulations, okay. Thomas. Exactly. Okay. He uh, there was a reward. I know there's a bunch of rewards out there for uh, sending in several people related to the assassination, but uh, Jefferson Davis was the big one. And in today's dollars, it had been one million seven hundred thousand dollars. Actually, more than that. Where are you calling from, Thomas? Greenville. All right, Thomas from Greenville. Hold on the line, and Clark's going to get all your info. we got a bunch of goodies we're going to be sending out to you. Thanks for everybody who called. Stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. News and views. He's kind of a diva. He's absolutely fascinating. Ultimate gentleman spy. Irresistible to women, deadly to his enemies, a legend in his own time. You won't believe what he's going to say next on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Here's Tom Lemprecht. Welcome back in. Congratulations to Thomas Mazell of Greenville. He uh, figured it out. That uh, big reward was uh, for, it was a bounty for Jefferson Davis, basically. Although I didn't, I did, uh, was he turned in? I know he ended up living out his life down in uh, Mississippi, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know if he's ever actually turned in or not. Um, there's, a, there's, there's next week's trivia question for you. <laughs> By the way, did you hear, of course, last night they had the vote on both the uh, voting reform, I'm not going to call it rights, voting reform. Voting rules. Voting rules, voting, <laughs> voting for Democrats incorporated. Um, and they also had the filibuster, and of course, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin both voted with Republicans, so neither of them passed. The um, 
Berkeley professor, former labor secretary, leftist activist, and former mayor of Munchkinville, Robert Reich, is uh, advocating now for violence against Christian cinema after she <laughs> voted against the filibuster. He tweeted, Tonight, Republican senators lined up to shake Christian cinema's hand. Democrat senators should have given the back of given her the back of their hands. Uh, there you have the war on women. Now, if can you imagine if a Republican oh had said that against uh, one of their own, uh, a, a woman of any type? You, uh, can you'd, you imagine if Donald Trump had said that about Nancy Pelosi? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. He's probably said worse behind closed doors, <laughs> but. That, by the way, is the uh, melodious voice of uh, Keith Kidwell, representative uh, up in Raleigh. And uh, they put you back to week, uh, to work this week, didn't they? They did. Thank, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, so last night, you, um, oh, I guess you were up there for the last couple of days, and uh, the Senate and the House both voted on the uh, extension of the election, pushing it back to June 7th, is June, it? correct. June yeah. 7th. Yeah, which means we also have to move the primary because that's tied to a certain period of time prior to the election, so everything changes at this point. Now, it looks like the Gov is going to veto... Well, there's a shock. ...what you passed. <laughs> well, he wants, to, he wants to get the record of vetoes so high that nobody else can uh, outdo He, he it. has already. Well, he, yeah, but he wants, to, he wants to really extend it out there, so he's, uh, he's the kingpin. So um, now your vote was um, actually both uh, the House and the Senate had some folks vote against this. I'm assuming the Republicans all voted for it and the Democrats all voted against it in the House. Straight down party lines in both houses. What was your uh, thought process as uh, you were? Well, let me put it this way. Did you get a chance at all to talk one on one with any of your Democrat colleagues? I generally don't waste my time like that, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Sounding like it is. Kind of like talking to that brick wall behind you. Yeah, there you go. So um, anyway, right now as it stands, they they have passed it. So the primary is going to be delayed by three weeks in case the Supreme Court decides, which they probably will, looking at the makeup of the Supreme Court, whether or not the – uh, the the drawn maps that are available right now, if you go online to look at, uh, are – are deemed to be unconstitutional by the Supreme Court, that would give an additional three weeks. As, as you talk to the leadership in the House, and you probably hear some from the Senate too, their motivation, the Democrats' motivation for vetoing uh, this bill is what? Now, the, the only thing I can assume is that what they're trying to do is lock it down where the courts will be in a position to say, well, there's not enough time between now and Election Day to allow the General Assembly to draw the maps. Now, if that happens, do you anticipate uh, taking it to a federal court at that point? Not not based on the maps, but based on the fact that uh, it's – yeah, I mean, they, they are – they are usurping the Constitution of North Carolina at that point. So I, I, I won't get into what our plans are, okay? okay. Um, we, we do have what we hope to be contingency plans for whichever direction it goes. Uh, what I can say is anything that is beyond constitutional, we need to challenge. And at this point, the, you know, our Constitution, North Carolina, is real clear. There's four sentences that relate to how the maps are drawn. And none of those say if the courts don't like them, they get to redraw them or appoint a special master. That's just simply not in the Constitution. So I refer to that as extra constitutional. Um, I'm a constitutionalist. I would encourage that we continue to follow the North Carolina Constitution. 
as the Democrats did for the 140 years that they gerrymandered the maps while they had both the House and Senate for all right. that time. Well, not only the North Carolina Constitution, but also the federal Constitution as it relates to election law. Well, the federal Constitution in reference to maps, and this is why the Supreme Court of the United States has not taken up our map uh, problems, is they say it's a political problem, not a legal problem. Okay? Mm-hmm. The, the U.S. Constitution is also very brief on maps. Right. And it says that the states get to do that the way they choose. Well, our Constitution lays that out, and it has since it was redrawn after the Civil War. But but I will ask it again. If if, if the, the Supreme Court says, okay, we're going to take over the drawing of the maps. Now, how they're drawn, I understand what you're saying. But the fact that they would be usurping the, the state constitution at that point, you could go to the federal government, or the federal courts. We, we could try. There again, okay. it's, it's whether or not the U.S. Supreme Court will take it. That's what it boils down to, because we've had this pushed up to the Supreme Court previously, and they kicked it back and said, we're not touching it. Yeah, I think it's a history of the Supreme it Court is. saying that, hey, yeah. that's a state issue, and we don't, you don't and, have standing And they do not here. like to get involved in the state issues, because it is very specifically a state issue. So the only way it becomes a U.S. Supreme Court issue is if it becomes a uh, situation it, where it is a legal rather than a political issue. Well, at that point, it would be, though, wouldn't it? I mean, so the, to make it a legal issue, and I've spoken to a few attorneys on this, Tom, we would have to actually rebut the courts and say, we don't care what you say. We're keeping our maps in place. That's what we're going to put out there. And then the governor would have to turn around and say, well, you can't do that because the courts ruled this way, and we could push it at that point into a legal issue. Because now you have the two different branches of government in conflict that's going to be an unresolvable conflict. Now, some lawyers have told me that would get it to the Supreme Court. Others have said it would not. So, again, that's going to be a whole legal battle. So the question then comes up, uh, well, are we going to have a primary? <laughs> I mean, at that point, if it's push comes I, I don't to, think but, I will. Well, th- it, well <laughs> nobody has the chutzpah to run against this guy. But, um, I, I mean, at, at that point, is this not what the Democrats want? Do they not want a, a total collapse? They, they want to make it look like – look at this catastrophe, and they're, they're very dependent on the News and Observer and uh, WRAL – to label this thing as look at what the Republicans have done. They've destroyed the process. They can't even hold a primary. and They're going to vilify you. Well, uh, they can try. Uh, bottom line is, Tom, is this has been the single most transparent ever oh, yeah. map drawing oh, scenario. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, well, the microphones, cameras were on the room anytime the room for map drawing was open. It was open for public comment all day, every day. You could have either done it online or you could have actually walked into the room. There was never a more transparent process in how it was done. Which makes me think that what they're doing now has been on the books. This has been their game plan probably for the last 12 months. Tom, we knew back in January that there were at least four lawsuits the Democrats would be filing. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got to run. Have a great uh, and safe Friday. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll be back tomorrow at 5 o'clock if the uh, tower doesn't ice up too much. <laughs> Either way, get out and uh, be safe. Enjoy the snow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.